0: Welcome to Lead with Confidence, the podcast where we will explore the journeys of leaders who inspire, empower, and believe in others. Join me to discover your self-confidence in love, life, and leadership. I'm Desiree Petrick, owner of Intentional Action, motivational speaker, and executive coach, and I can't wait to join your journey to learn what it means to lead with confidence. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Lead with Confidence. My guest today is Martin. He will pronounce his last name. Um, He said it's very German, so don't feel bad, but he actually was calling from his hometown of Austria today, so it's really fun to have an opportunity to speak with someone halfway across the world. He was an incredibly interesting individual to listen to because of his holistic transformational Life coach approach. So, we talk about how to define what purpose means to you and then how to go about finding your purpose, how to expand your comfort zone, how to grow from the negative experiences that we all go through, how to close the gap between where you are and finding your purpose and passion, and how to tap into the act of active listening to truly go above and beyond into that social and emotional intelligence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend Martin. I do apologize because the very end of the conversation got cut off for whatever reason. So if it jumps right into the outro, that is why. But thank you again for joining me here on the Lead with Confidence podcast. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey, Martin, how's it going?
1: Hi, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, It's a very uh, true pleasure. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
0: So I asked Martin, I was going to say his last name, but I decided I didn't want to mess it up. So Martin, can you tell us your very German last name?
1: Absolutely. It's Martin Schoendorfer. You can also say Schoendorfer. Uh, it's with the two umlauts on top of the O. So it's a very, yeah, German name. So yeah, I'm Martin okay. Schondorfer. And um, I'm currently in Austria. Uh, usually I live in Berlin, but now I'm on home vacation For the Christmas season so yeah
0: I want to jump right in Martin who are you where how did you get to where you are I loved on your website you kind of referenced yourself as a rebel with a cause so go ahead and tell us a little bit about that what makes you you
1: sure so i'm uh, a holistic life coach i'm also an actor and the rebel with a cause comes from my acting background actually um because james dean he had a movie called uh rebel without a cause and there's a there was a few instances in my acting career where people referred to me um uh, to have like a similar energy as james dean and i was like oh that's nice to hear and with like <laughs> five different people who didn't know each other um, who told me that, and I was like, okay, I mean, if five people in different parts of the world say that, maybe there is something to it, and um, later on, when I decided to to get into uh, coaching, I I used that, because for me, it's re- really about um, being a rebel, but having a cause attached to it, and not just being against something, because that's one of the things that I see in society so much, is that I feel like there's such a high pressure to to be unique, to be different, and to rebel against the norm, but very often people lack a purpose behind it, or what is it actually um, for, what, what do you want to do with that rebellious kind of attitude or personality, and for me it's been kind of part of my whole life, because I've never been someone who just goes with what's expected, but I I've just I mean I've had my ups and downs I've had a fair share of um high highs and low lows in life and for me it's really about um yeah not going with what's expected of me but what is my passions What's what is is that inner voice of of mine telling me what I what am I what I'm supposed to do in life and going with that compared to just going against something that other people might expect from me and just go against it just for the sake of it, but really figuring out who am I? Because it's my life. It's it's what do I want to make out of it? And that's also what I do as a coach. I support people in finding their true vision in life and make it a, a meaningful uh, uh, experience because I feel like we all have that gift of life. And at least in this physical form, we have it once. And yeah, this... I feel like uh, not enough uh, people who truly connect to their purpose and their vision. And I see it as my mission to support people uh, on that journey. And yeah, it's a pleasure to be able to be part of people's transformation.
0: That's so cool. I don't know if you've heard of Gretchen Rubin. She's one of my favorite authors. She has a framework called the four tendencies, one of which is the rebel. And it's funny because the rebel sometimes will... Not do things because people tell them to, but they also won't follow through on the things they want because of that rebel attitude. And she says that the key to overcoming that is to define your identi- identity as a person and your purpose and passion and not do things because you're supposed to, but to do things because it's part of your identity and your passion. And so you described essentially what she wrote a book about without actually knowing <laughs> who she is. I think that's so cool. <laughs> So for people, I think it's it's fairly common for people to not know what their purpose is or their passion in life and to feel like that never-ending hope that they'll find it someday, but then it might be too late. So how do you go about helping people to identify that while they're searching for it, without it just being a part of the path that they end up coming across?
1: Mm. So one thing that... That I can share with, especially when it comes to purpose. Uh, out of my own personal experience, uh, for a very long time, I always thought purpose comes from the outside and it's uh, through achievement or through kind of uh, goals that we set and that we achieve. And I had a conversation a, a couple of years ago with someone and we talked about like the definition of purpose. And he told me something that stuck with me ever since. And I've really, changed the the way i look at purpose and he said what if purpose is not an external achievement an external circumstance but what if purpose of uh, or the purpose of life what if that's um living life to its fullest the ups the downs the in-betweens like the whole experience if that if if the true purpose of life is to experience it to the fullest and not just having the purpose as like an outcome of something. And that really changed for me um, the way I've been living because before that, especially in my acting career, it's, I mean, there's so much noise and so much uh, about celebrities and uh, achieving something very special like the Oscars or whatever the awards are that you you can win. And there's so much measurement behind success. And in that process, I feel like I've lost myself for quite a bit because I've always been running after something. And I defined my own success in life based on where I am compared to those outside achievements. And once I shifted my perspective to saying also what I'm experiencing right now is part of the whole purpose of life. That gave me, it lifted weight off my shoulders I can't even describe because at that point I was like, hey, it's absolutely okay where I am right now. I don't have to be any any further along. It's not wrong where I am. It's absolutely okay uh, what I'm experiencing right now. And this is also part of life because without contrast, without the negative, we cannot really appreciate the positive. We have to have both. And I mean, it's the basic law of, of the universe, also is the positive and the negative. There's always going to be two sides of everything. And being in that acceptance of I'm I might have a negative experience, but this is also there for me to grow, for me to learn, to find myself, that really changed basically my whole world.
0: That's yeah. I love what you said about it being essentially something you can control. You get to control your life. So I have a framework called the foundation of self and at the top of this framework is happiness and the concept that you can be happy 100% of the time. And people would argue with me and say, "Well, I why like you you get sad, you get angry, you get frustrated." And I said, "Well, what if happiness isn't this overwhelming overwhelming feeling of joy and the fuzzies and always being overly excited but what if happiness is an ability to control your life both through the good times and the bad times then even in those times of anger and frustration and sadness you know that you still have control over your emotions and the actions that you take next so if that's what happiness is like you said it's that control and that ability to to essentially take control of your life
1: I I love that. I, I truly love what you just said, because it's, it's taking that power back and being our own kind of master of the emotions compared to having the outside dictate what is happiness or what is um, any kind of emotion. Because in the end, it's just words that we use to communicate. But if we have that, if we take that power back and are able to decide ourselves uh, what we do with it, I love that. So, wow.
0: And it's also, it's not even just your ability to do that because everyone has that. Everyone is able to control their life. It's the mindset of taking control of it and knowing that you have that ability. So there is a gap between where people are right now and that purpose and passion-driven life that they want. So where is that gap? How do you close it? How do you identify what it is, how large it is, and how to begin to close that gap to get to where you want to be?
1: Mm. So I've been uh, studying with the uh, Proctor Gallagher Institute for a year uh, last year. And Bob Proctor, he's, he, there's one framework he uses. It's the uh, knowing-doing gap. And I, I love working with that because it's, he basically says, um, if we all used everything that we knew, then we could achieve pretty much everything that we want to. But it's really about how can we apply the things that we know and utilize that knowledge in order to to fulfill our dreams and, and make those goals reality. And I think what what's the first step would be to really recognize our own potential, because most of the time I feel we we look for for more knowledge or for different tools for a new way, a new strategy. Instead of looking, what what do we have right now? What can we use from that? And then maybe build on that. But the whole work, in my opinion, is really about coming back to ourselves and taking a closer look at who are we? Who do we want to be? What makes us us? Because we all have so much uniqueness. And finding that and connecting that and connecting with our true self I think is the, the the first and the biggest step that we can take because as long as we focus on the outside and changing things on the outside, we will most likely never get where we want to be. And then maybe we get to a specific goal, but then we might not feel we've achieved it because it's the internal process has not caught up to it yet. So I always encourage people to take, a, take a, a closer look at um. Who you are and who you want to be? How do you think? How do you feel? What's your subconscious uh, programming? What is the the beliefs that you have? Like, really take a close look um, uh, into that. And I mean, in in the coaching world, those are things that so many people talk about, but I feel like it's it's um, very often overused as well, and it's difficult to then actually apply it. So. I, I'm a fan of writing things down because once you put it out there, it's, it's, first of all, you give it the opportunity to let things go that you might just hold on to. And at the same time, you, you let the creative juice um, flow. And there's like some kind of magical connection between our handwriting and our emotions and our thinking. And um, I love writing things down and just letting it out and see what comes up through that.
0: If you know me, you know that I like to throw around the number 60. That's 60 books read every year. Everything from leadership to fiction and from memoirs to romance. The last Monday of every month, I release an episode of Lead with Confidence where we will dive deep into my favorite personal development book for the month. I will read them so you don't have to. However, I do truly think that books have the power to change your life. So if you're looking to learn and grow with some intentional action this year, check out my five favorite books that have moved the needle for me the most. Head over to DesireePetrick.com slash books. That's B-O-O-K-S. And I'll send you my list along with the links to get your very own copy. That's com slash books. Let's read and learn and grow together. So what would you say when I make the statement, so many people are stuck in their comfort zone. I would argue to say that when people hit rock bottom, that's usually a pretty good catalyst for working their way back up. But how can we get out of that comfort zone? What do we have to say? What do we have to ask ourselves? What do we have to do in order to leave that comfort zone without first having to hit rock bottom?
1: Mm. So first of all, I would um, get clear about what is what does comfort zone actually mean? So for within my coaching, when I refer to comfort zone, I call it different. I call it the habit zone because being in the comfort zone, it's not comfortable Mm. for the majority of the time. It's not comfortable. It's just things that we are used to and where we feel more safety because we know what's going to happen if we do or don't do specific things compared to the comfort Um, that will most likely not be there. So there's always two sides, as I said um, earlier. And even with the comfort zone or habit zone, there's two sides to it. The positive thing is that we don't have to think about certain things all the time. And because if you always lived on the edge of it and always lived on kind of the, the pushing through the the outside like the outside circle of that comfort zone if you always go against it we would live in a constant state of anxiety because there's always something new always something different we always need to change something or be different in order to get to where we might want to get and so being inside the comfort zone or the the habit zone it can give us uh some for some uh, some form of relief where we're like okay we know what we Uh, can do there are certain things that we don't have to think about we don't have to learn or grow or uh, dive deep into self-development and that's totally fine for specific situations for um, specific things that we might be uh, going through experiencing on the other hand if we do that with everything then we are depriving ourselves from learning because outside the the the, uh, comfort zone habit zone is the learning zone so if we want to experience experience something new that's out outside that zone, we have to learn. We have to learn something new about ourselves or about other people about life, and through that, if we are in that learning zone and we really utilize that potential, then we are in the growing zone or the growth zone. And because through learning we are growing, so what I would recommend is to to first filter through. What is within that comfort zone? What are the things that might, where you might not want to change anything, where it's okay to still be in that zone? And Mm -hmm. what are the things that prevent you from really going after what you want? Because in the end, there's like the saying, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I don't truly believe that because there's no end to it. If you, it it can expand it. But once Mm -hmm. something like is, in your comfort zone, the borders just become wider and you invite more things into that comfort zone. But in order for you to get to something that you, you might have never experienced that might be outside of your comfort zone in that moment. So it's important to see, is that even important to me or is that someone else's dream or wish? Because Mm. there's things where people are like, oh, you know, go, go outside and talk to people, you know, have more, more confidence and just approach people. We're like, did you even ask if I want that? You know? Um, So it's, it's all about clarity. Like what, what is it that you want? What is it that you're after? And if that's something, if, if it's really important to you, but it's outside of that zone, then. Look at where you are right now, and then see what's what's the next small step you can take in order to get closer to it. It's not like a you know from one day to the next. You just make a decision, then you're outside and you you go get it. It's a process, and you might go back and forth, and um, it's just not a not a single decision probably that you're making. But it's the first decision that's so important. Where it's like, okay, what is the next step? I can take in order to get closer to that desire or that goal that I have.
0: I'm so glad I asked that question because I love everything that you just said. One of, in the foundation of self framework, one of the things that I talk about is defining what it is that you want more of. So I had at one point, probably in my really early twenties, decided I wanted to be more adventurous. I'm from a town of 800. I thought in order to live life to the fullest, I needed to have more adventure in my life. But at every turn, I found myself feeling guilty for not traveling, for not having necessarily a need to go outside of country and wanting to be 30 minutes from my parents. So I had to redefine what that looked like. I couldn't just will the need to be more adventurous away. It was always there kind of in the back of my mind. So I said, what if going to the grocery store with my children was a mini adventure and we could call it a success if we got home without a tantrum? Or what if going and sitting in a sauna and getting your nails done could be an adventure? It's redefining what it means to you to be adventurous because you're right. Your definition of adventure and mine is going to be so different. So how can we achieve those things by going in the direction outside of that that's going to actually get us where we want to be as opposed to trying to define someone else's perfect view of what that thing is. So I love that.
1: Um, so it, sorry go ahead um yeah it's just what you, what you said It's it's really that definition of what is it what does it mean to you um because in the end everything that we want in life it's uh, either because we want a specific emotion or because we don't want a specific emotion mm-hmm. it's all about emotions and uh that's also something i i want to add to your question earlier it's like figure out what you what the emotion is behind your goal or your desire because that goal uh, or that emotion, if you look at the emotion, you might get that from a, from a different um, situation, from a different experience. And there might be so many more things that, that would give you what you're actually looking for. But very often we connect it to one thing or one goal. And only if we achieve that then we feel fulfilled or or happy or whatever positive emotion we expect from it. But if we're like, okay, this is the emotion I want, what are the things you can make like a, a list of or a, a bag of goodies as my coach refers to it. It's like um, put things in there where it's like, okay, I know this those things. Like if I go for a walk, this is what I know is is what I'm gonna feel. And then you can take it out when you're like, okay, what? how do I wanna feel today? And I'm like, I wanna just feel relaxed then I can take out that kind of out of that bag of goodies. I'm like, okay, what, what gives me that feeling of being relaxed? And then I can make like little choices. Like you said, adventure. It's, it doesn't have to be that uh, social media thing where you're somewhere on the beach and jumping off cliffs, but it's, it might be something completely different than what other people might expect. But it's about our own emotion. And only we can decide what emotions uh, we feel in every given moment. And especially when it comes to social media, I feel there's so many, or not just social media, but comparison. If if I look at your life and there's something that um, I feel like, oh, I want to have the same thing, then we compare an outside experience we have of another person's life to, and we compare that with how we feel inside. So we uh, we compare emotions with external circumstances and that's not a fair comparison. It's like, comparing uh, pears and apples right it's like if you compare it and pretend it's the same it's not so it's really about going back to our own emotions and and figuring out what is the emotion I want to feel and what can I do in order to feel that way
0: very cool so I want to get to know you specifically just a little bit more before we wrap up here so sure. you said that you're an actor can you explain to us how that has helped you to have a more profound understanding of human emotions and personalities. Um, and have you been in anything we've seen?
1: Um, probably not. I mean, I've done background work on The Wolf of Wall Street, on NOAA. Um, so quite a, a few cool productions where, I mean, the learning experience there was incredible, um, being surrounded by so many um, incredibly talented people. Um, and then I've been part in quite a few independent productions, theater, films, uh, web se- uh, web series um and yeah it's like the whole experience from from my training because I used to live in the U.S. for six years and study acting um, in New York at the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute and through that also experience from coming from a small town in Austria moving to uh, a very very big city where the city alone has the same amount of people living there as the whole of Austria um so it was quite of a shock for me to to move across the big pond and then be by myself and then diving into the acting world where I didn't even know who I was at that point and then I have to 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 play a different character that is completely different from me but then connect that character to me I had to figure out Who the hell am I? Um, And going through that whole self-discovery process was part of the whole acting experience, especially in the beginning. It was really an upside, um, like an up and down uh, for quite a while because it's all about the emotion. It's all about the connection that you make with people because if you don't connect with yourself first and, and be authentic in who you are, it's very much impossible to connect with your scene partners or with the audience and with acting that really helped me first of all the active listening because the when you're on stage or in front of the camera it's really about listening to what the other person gives you because even though you know the the uh, the script or the play and you know what's written on there but the through the emotion of the other person, that can also support you in, in connecting with your own character and with, with the scene. And if I'm just stuck with, with what I rehearsed and with how I think the scene should go, then I wouldn't be open for, for anything that happens naturally within a scene. And so the active listening is the basic communication skill that I think also um, outside of acting is incredibly useful and important because no matter where we are in in work or in personal relationships if we don't know how to listen if we just listen to answer instead of listening to understand then it's a whole different kind of communication so that was a huge part um that i learned through that acting experience but also my my own emotional life the way i think because if you look at a character and the character development, it's basically very, very similar to to coaching because you look at who am I, what, what do I have? What kind of strengths do I have? What thoughts do I have? And then look at the new character and be like, okay, what is that character? What's that character's life? What do they think, feel? Uh, what's their, their boundaries? What's their um, obstacles? And then seeing, okay, from going from who am I uh, who am I, to that new character, what needs to change? And the ba- basically the same thing happens in coaching where it's like, who are you right now? Where are you right now in life? And what's the version you want to create of yourself? Who do you want to be in this life? Who do you truly feel like you are? How can you unlock that and go from where you are right now to where you want to go? So it's basically the same thing. It's just acting is on stage and coaching is in real life.
0: Social and emotional intelligence being kind of the the sisters to the regular intelligence that everyone thinks you need, the the book smarts, but it's that ability to actively listen and to walk into a room and say not how how can i be seen but how can i make others be seen and how can you have conversations and meet people where they're at. It's all part of how you Begin to really truly understand yourself by understanding where you fit in versus trying to push your way into a situation that maybe um, you don't fit. I think that's a really cool skill, that active listening. So can you sum up what it would mean for us to lead with confidence? What does that mean to you?
1: Mm. So to me, uh, it means that you, first of all, understand who you are, that you're confident in your own humanity. Um, and acknowledge that you have um, that you that, that first of all, you don't have all the answers, that you might have people around you who know more about other things than you do. but that it, that it's a, a co-creation. I love that um, phrase like it's not about competing, it's about co-creating. And I think leading with confidence is really about how can you gather a surrounding and involve people, in your circle that you can co-create with and not compete with, where you're not on top um, of like a pedestal and look down on people, but how can you also support people? And all that, it's, it starts and falls with, uh, with self-knowledge. Who, who are you? What is your strengths? What is your, um, what's your programs? What is the, your habits, your comfort zone? All those things, the more knowledge you have, have about yourself, the more you can also support other people. And I think leadership is is all about that, where it's um, finding yourself and connecting to yourself and then sharing and passing on that knowledge to other people.
0: Great. Well, Martin, I want to know, what's the book that you would recommend to us to make sure that we are living into our greatest potential and finding our purpose?
1: So I have two books. Um, One is called Mirror Work by Louisa Hay um and it's really about self love and self acceptance and i think that's something that we can all uh, all benefit from uh loving ourselves a little bit more being a little bit more gentle and kind uh with ourselves um and that book is really uh, has great tools to develop that skill and the second book is basically any book by Brené Brown uh Brené mm. Brown is it's all about vulnerability, emotions, and uh, being authentically you with whatever is going on within you that you are um, sharing, that you're opening up to other people. Because like Brene Brown says, you cannot experience the the all the positive things in life if you're not open and willing up to the pain and the suffering, because it's all part of the same stick. But it's without being open, you will never be able to to figure out which one is it. And so in order for you to have any kind of meaningful experience, we have to be open and we have to accept that we might get hurt in the process.
0: Daring greatly is one of my my favorites of hers. So I love that you brought up Renee, but where can we find more about you? Where can we learn more about what it is that you do?
1: So the best way to connect with me or find out more about me is Um, On my Facebook group, I have a Facebook group um, privately, it's called Embrace Your Vulnerability and Live With Purpose. And as the title says, it's all about that. It's about how can we connect to ourselves and our purpose in life and really embrace that inner strength of us and how can we connect to our emotions and therefore create uh, more meaningful relationships. So if you go on uh, Facebook, uh, you can just put in the title, embrace your vulnerability and live with purpose. And I would love to welcome new people into that group.
0: Perfect. And I'll put all of the links to everywhere that you can find Martin in the show notes. So if you are wanting to get in touch with him, check those out. Otherwise, Martin, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me as we grow together and learn to lead with confidence. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so appreciated if you would leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would love to know which topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. So send me a message on Instagram at Desiree Petrick or send an email to leadwithconfidencepodcast at gmail.com. See you on the next episode of Lead with Confidence.